Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, peace. Welcome ahead to the best time of your week ahead of time. We are live. We are in full effect right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. Peace, everybody. I mean, come on. We, You know we're going to get into it, but it's Taurus New Moon season with a Mercury retrograde on it. So we def- I'm, I am definitely not going to rush with you today or anything like that. I'm not intent on... My intention is not to get through all the notes for y'all. My intention, especially with um, everything we, I'm about to, I'm, I'm going to get into it all, definitely cover everything briefly, but I'm going to dig into some special information for y'all, especially with Mercury stationing direct in the week ahead. Thank God. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank God. Um, that's also got us to... Um, in the week ahead, we've got the quarter moon in Leo, you guys, in this um, fixed area of space. Leo is a fixed sign. That's where the moon will be. And the sun clearly is in Taurus, a fixed sign. So you're, you've already got this square, the quarter moon in, in our week ahead that we'll be discussing. Um, but then on top of that energy, on top of a square, of it being a square. And so that can definitely, if you're looking at it from the highest perspective, if along with Mercury stationing this um, quarter moon phase um, in fixed sign, in, in fixed energy is definitely going to be a powerful shift of energy that maybe, just maybe, you've been waiting for. So it's here for you in the week ahead, okay? I'm going to hit you to that. All right, well, I definitely don't want to go a step further without giving thanks, praise, honor, revering, remembering our divine righteous ancestors for without whom we would not be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I need to do a sound check too, y'all. But uh, also I want to honor, revere, and thank our fearless leader here at the NFB Flyhouse Radio Frequency, Brother Ampu. Thank you so much for without him, we would not be here week after week, ahead of week, ahead of week, um, staying on top of these astrological aspects and alignments and configurations that are going on all the time, whether we're aware of it or not. Might as well be aware of it ahead of time and make some quality decisions, you know, some conscious decisions. The decision that if if you had, we're not going to say have all the information, especially not with um, Pisces energy still lingering here in our current chart, um, but, uh, you know, to have a, a heads up, maybe a leg up, you know what I mean? So I'm putting my hand out to any of you um, who but need a hand up. Just some, I'm just making connections here. I'm not, I want to say I'm not your guru, but I know that 
y'all know I'm your super saggy astrologer, and Sagittarius happens to represent an energy that does talk about gurus. Um, but I'm I, that's not what my intention. My intention is to heal. My intention is to heal the world <laughs> and make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. So um, my intention is to heal the world, introducing, utilizing um, astrology and tarot and, and any uh, spiritual tool um, that I come across that is aiding in our ascension, aiding in our awareness of, I definitely don't want to say what is real and what is not because I know, I know the reality of the I know the reality of what is real and what isn't. I know the, I know more of what that really means. To, um, especially utilizing astrology, y'all know Pisces. I've already said that um, energy and name once already in this show. So pay attention when you are hearing things repeatedly, seeing numbers repeatedly, seeing signs repeatedly. That just is a spirit way of saying. Hello, pay attention, notification, when your phone's going off repeatedly until you do something about it, until you acknowledge it, okay? Yeah, you can decline it too, but guess what? (laughs) It's better for us when we acknowledge um, these things. So I was mentioning, um, you know what, let me pull my notes up, y'all, because I, I sat up here. I was real confident coming on the show today, right? Like, I don't even need to look at notes. Um, my ruling planet, the the planet that governs notes <laughs> in mind, Mercury, is still retrograde. I better act like I know, y'all. Here we go. Um, currently, I do know that I wanted to mention with the sun, uh, the moon being in Cancer today, Sunday, on our Special broadcast. Oh, speaking of, before I go any further into any notes, thanking you, the listeners. I see y'all. I appreciate y'all. I hear from y'all. I hear from y'all regularly. I'm, y'all can tell I'm a Southern girl, so excuse the y'alls if it's too much. <laughs> but I, um, you know, I just appreciate every listener. I appreciate every listen. If you it's your first time listening. If you've been listening to me, some of y'all just, I've, I've been listening to you now, you know, and it's going on three years. So I appreciate every um, amount of energy towards me and towards what what I'm providing for y'all free of charge every week. You know, it's just my energy, my access to um this this energy and frequency that allows me to see. That's what the Sagittarius motto is, I see. And so um, people tend to appreciate, especially when you're um, seeing ahead, ahead of time. That's the premise of this whole show, being staying a week ahead so we don't have to ever get ahead. We stay ahead. And that's my gift to you guys, and for those, and so thank you for, to all the listeners, to my mom, my precious, irreplaceable mama's babies, army, nation, soldiers that's <laughs> been riding with me for years now. Um, definitely special shout out and thanks to you all. Um, 
it's a new moon, I guess, and it's got Mercury retrograde. It's a Taurus new moon, y'all. It's got Mercury retrograde on it. And, you know, that when I talk to people and I tell them at a, if there's a new moon with this, a lot of this retrograde energy on it, it may not be brand thinking new things. Even if it is, let's just say, because I know a few instances going on, let's just say it is a brand new relationship. Around this time, it's going to have a what a lot of people may term karmic, or I don't know what word you want to put on it, but that it's familiar. You know, this isn't necessarily a brand new feeling. This is the, these feelings that you've had being renewed. Um, you've always had access to them. Maybe someone is uh, aiding and assisting in the reawakening. You know, you're you're coming back into awareness of what this feeling is like. It's not a brand new feeling. Um, and it may not be a brand-new energy or person that you're dealing with if you happen to believe in past-life relationships and things of that nature, soul, you know, contracts and all of that. Once again, I don't get hung up on terminology. So, um, But it's, it's a beautiful time. Uh, the moon is in cancer right now today, Sunday, April the 30th. I'm coming to y'all on a special broadcast, the last day on the Gregorian calendar of April, going into May 2017. Wow, y'all. It's been a lot going on this year from eclipse season to, you know, just power, other powerful cycles ending and now really still it's in a lot of big, of the beginning phases for a lot of us with different endeavors and you know in all areas of life so that's still you know ending even though we're we're moving more into this like beginning kind of phase especially when you look at even just our astrological year it was just last month that um, that we began the astrological new year with the Aries new moon season. Now it's Taurus new moon season. So yes, a lot is still very new territory for us. Or once again, like I said, with a lot of this retrograde activity that's been coloring most of our year and it's so and been so significant to many of us. Um, it, it it may be just feel more like a renewal. That's the retrograde, R-E. That's the retrograde um, kind of prefix, R-E. So renewal instead of brand new, okay, for many of us. And so and I, I, it is my prayer that you, you all are enjoying the, the renewal and the reflection Refreshing and the reunion, yes, shout out to Hadassah who called in on the last show. Thank God. I love to hear from you guys. So, yes, thank you. I appreciate when you guys keep in touch with me and update me on, you know, your progress. We're, we're in this together, and I'm not here for no reason. So, yes, when you guys give me feedback and y'all hit the one-click email access in the episode information for the show, and you get to um, the FYI, the link for today's show may be dead because I had to do something uh, that I don't normally do. So give me within an hour from the show being finished today to activate those links if they are, in fact, dead links. So my apologies. Um, I forgot to change that back. 
And with that, uh, I, I'm, I just appreciate you guys from Hadassah to the very first caller who ever called in and pressed one on the phone pad. And, you know, it's just been an amazing journey, especially in the face of such challenges. You've been listening, one of the listeners from, you know, way back, you know what I've had to go through just to even broadcast, just to even show up and begin this journey with you guys. It's It's been interesting. Um, all I can say is I'm so overwhelmingly happy and thankful that it all happened because we are here. And I see, since y'all know I'm seeing with my super sadie self, I see where I'm headed. And I, I'm, it just makes me even more thankful um, because when I get, not that I I have a full awareness that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, and that's why I get to be so happy and thankful in the face of getting kicked out, in the face of, you know, um, uh, losing, you know, valuable things in my life. And, and, and as a result of that, having to live a, a whole new different lifestyle that I've never lived before. And then you throw... <laughs> me wanting to come to you guys every week and 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 talk about astrology <laughs> and doing that in within the context of an environment that did not support that at all. Period. Point blank. I hear other astrologers. Well, I've definitely heard one other astrologer that has very similar stories to mine. <laughs> When when his when the people in his environment found out he was fooling with that astrology baby, uh uh-uh. uh, out you go, <laughs> and we don't care where you go, but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs> so it's amazing to just uh, be in a place to and and you know it's Taurus season, it's Taurus new moon season. It's be you know we're we are fixed into spring now. I've already used that that word a few times before. Okay, I'm giving y'all some in um, some language to associate with. That's all I'm doing here with astrology for y'all. I don't need y'all to convert to nothing. I don't need y'all to pledge allegiance to a dang thing. I just need, I I began this show with my babies. Hint hint hint. Mama's babies. Army nation. Um, I began this with my babies in mind. That's why I come here. That's why I show up. And every one of y'all represent one of my babies, even though y'all are grown and most of y'all older than me. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And that's what I needed to take time out uh, to say before we jumped into this astro for your mind. Come on. We're going on a journey today, y'all, um, here with this Cancer Moon Cancer. You, if you're probably at home, if you're, <laughs> or you're probably at somebody's home, the moon is in Cancer. We're emotionally satisfied to uh, to nurture ourselves, to allow others to nurture us, um, to nurture or be nurtured. Um, oh, I apologize for the ums, y'all. I'm, I'm finally getting my notes up. I just needed to get all those thank yous out because y'all go so hard in the paint. But with cancer, with the cancer moon, 
uh, this is definitely a good day or time to get together with family. You know, cancer governs the fourth house. It's ruled by the moon, and so it governs our moods and our emotional nature, our needs, what we need, what we crave, what what makes us feel at home. Maybe being at home makes you feel at home. Maybe being at someone else's home makes you feel at home. Maybe, um, you know, being by the water. Cancer is a water sign. Maybe being by the water, the river, um, soaking makes you feel at home. Maybe it's uh, you, you nurture yourself or you comfort yourself or you feel at home or familiar with. Uh, there's an element of food here. Okay, the nurturing things, but it, but more like, you know, baking or cooking, something is going to take some time in the home. Um, the fourth house, which governs cancer, where the moon is for all of us right now, the very bottom of the circular wheel chart, astrological chart. Any astrological chart is in a circle. At the bottom of that circle is the fourth house where cancer is, where we feel at home. Think of the bottom of the cup. Just, let's just take a bowl. The bottom of that bowl, that's where all the good stuff is. Yes, that's where you feel at home with yourself. That's where you nurture yourself and you support yourself. And you're strong there. The, the, what's left at the bottom of that bowl is concentrated. It's, it, it's, it's had a little bit of everything touch it. And so... This core part of of a chart, this core part of the astrological wheel, this energy of cancer. I look, shout out to one of my very special mama's babies, um, who's a cancer. And they asked me one day. They said, they said, you know, I always hear about these other signs, and you know, all these other signs get so much. You know, they get ripped so hard. <laughs> And I never hear about cancer. What's so special about cancer? Tell me something special about cancer. And, you know, because the mother, it's the nurturing energy. It's the nurturing parent. It's the way we nurture ourselves. It's our family. It's our ancestry. It's our heritage and our roots and our, our childhood home. And, you know, it, it just feels good and and safe and, and you know, the safest place in the whole world, I swear. They say in an in a old gospel song that it's in the will of God, and I'm not going to argue that, but I will put my vote in that the safest feeling place in the whole wide world is in the bosom breast that governs cancer of your mother. Who didn't want to call up on their mother's <laughs> As, you know, eternally. <laughs> so um, that's cancer. Cancer is the crab. Cancer is a, a nurturing, protective energy. It is a feminine energy. Um, so if you manifest here in a, in a more masculine, um, as a male, as a, a, a man, a guy, a boy, uh, then you know, there there's a there is a divine masculinity even represented in that. It is a feminine energy, it's a feminine sign. 
when I say masculine, I'm talking about the protective nature. That's very manly and masculine to be protective and so um, and and to provide whatever, however nurturing can manifest through a man that it is. Hope, hopefully nobody that listens to me is hung up on stupid stuff like that anyway and really get the reality of these energies that have nothing to do with sexuality. Um, so moving on, um, cancer is a cardinal sign. So typically, you know, with this initiating energy that cardinal signs like Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn represent, typically when you're dealing with um, cardinal signs, you're dealing with initiatory energies. They initiate, they start the seasons. Aries starts the spring, okay? So when when you get the divine honor and pleasure of initiating something, you get to change. There's there's going to be a change. There's definitely going to be a turning point, a change, a corner being turned, okay? And so um, cancer gets to boast that as well. Um, I don't want to make the whole show about the cancer energy, but Shout out to my mama's baby. Shout out to the current moon that we're in. If you're in the mood to just, you know, go to bed early. It's a it's a water energy, so it's talking about emotions. And when I when I tell you that cancer governs the home and feeling at home within yourself, it's those emotions. What feels that damn good that you would compare it to being in your mama's bosom? <laughs> Whatever that is, be it taking a long bath, be it um, doing something around the home, be it connecting with someone else in their home, uh, it, mothering someone or being mothered, going to go see your mama, talk to your mama. If you have that divine pleasure of still being able to physically go see your mom, go see your mama today. Do it for me. Do it for mama and daughter because I can't go see my mama. I get to I get to maintain a very strong bond and connection with her. Number one, by being her daughter, <laughs> and number two, by my spiritual awareness of her every day of my life. Um, but if you can go see your mama today, do it. If you can't, call her, <laughs> tell her you love her. And uh, some of the celebrities that happen to have Moon in Cancer, so they have access to this energy naturally. Jimi Hendrix, R.I.P., Drake, um, Bow Wow, Chris Angel, Dorothy Dandridge, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, Ice Cube, Eileen Selassie I, the first, Aretha Franklin, LL Cool J, Kerry Washington, Blue Ivy Carter, Mary J. Blige, Dave Chappelle, Eartha Kitt, and Chrissy Teigen. Now, y'all know I was just talking about cancer and the energy it represents and, you know, the hominess and nurturing mother. She happens to be a mother, but uh, she came out with that cookbook, Cravings. That's the moon. That's cancer. It's what you're craving. It's what nurtures you emotionally. Are you literally, literally craving? I crave my mom every day. That's so funny. But, you know, the craving energy of cancer is clearly represented in people who were born with their moon in cancer like the moon is now. And with that, 
We are into our week ahead. Drumroll, please. Yes. Thank God. God is absolute for today, Sunday, April the 30th, on our special broadcast um, through Saturday, May the 6th. All right. Let's get into it, y'all. Oh, oh. You know what? I'm not going to go back, per se, but I do want to mention, since we didn't broadcast on our regular day, Wednesday this week, uh, just to mention a couple of things that are still going on, (laughs) because we know, once again, if you've been listening to me for any period of time, you know that none of these alignments I'm going to talk to you about today, if you're a first-time listener, none of... uh, uh, even the lunations, I'm going to talk about the quarter million Leo. Um, none of this, even the stations, none of this happens in a vacuum. It's not happening on that day at that time, and then, okay, we move on to the next thing. These things are going on simultaneously. Of course, the transits of particular planets are for certain periods of time, okay? If I'm talking to y'all about a sun alignment, it could be in effect for up to about a week, you know, when you're moving towards the exact date and time that I do give you on the show of an alignment, yes, the energy tends to be growing, especially if it's a Martian energy because Mars likes to show up early and come ahead of time because it's impatient and important. So, um, yeah, as it, as you get closer to its exactness, it tends to kind of show up more. And then, yes, after the point of exactness, then it does tend to wane, kind of like the moon phases. Once the moon, as we're, like we're in a waxing moon phase, Taurus new moon phase right now. And every night when you look outside, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, so bam. Here we are on May the 10th, and we got a full moon in Scorpio at 20 degrees going on, okay? Something's going to come to fullness, and it's getting fuller by the day. Um, We've got that energy going on, and y'all, sorry, my nose popped off. Oh, yeah, and I was going to mention that we have uh, the Mercury-Uranus alignment going on, which is still going to be playing a role. It's playing a role now in the Taurus new moon phase, and it's still going to be playing a role at the Scorpio full moon. You know, even though it's uh, waning, Mercury is stationing. So here we go again. Um, we've got May 10th um, for the Mercury. I didn't write that down, but, yeah. Uh, May 10th and April 28th. And May 10th. Okay, so we just had the Mercury alignment a couple of days ago, Mercury-Uranus. And then on the 10th, we're going to have it again, okay, once after Mercury stations. Mercury stations in our week ahead on Wednesday, May the 3rd, by the way. Um, And so as it's stationing, it's aligning with Uranus. And, yes, things are moving fast. Minds are being changed. You, you already have Mercury stationing at this time. We're, we're smack dab in the middle of it now. At, from April 28th, and it's going to hit again on the 10th, 
And so we're in the middle of Mercury stationing as it's aligning with Uranus. And, yes, that can talk about minds being changed. Mercury is literally changing station, stationing direct from having been stationing uh, retrograde. And then you have it in alignment with Uranus, the planet of change, of changing. That's change on change on change. <laughs> so, so while all this change is being stimulated and and everything is exciting and people are excitable in your daily reactions and routines, um, this is of course an ideal time for anything creative. Okay, any any um, anything that requires mental creativity, anything that requires you to be, you know, thinking outside of the box and uh, original ideas and intellectual genius, you know, that as things are changing and coming to mind and popping up and happening, make sure to jot things down. This is the energy where I tend to advise that people write things down because the mental activity is going so fast and things are changing and switching up and all that and coming out of nowhere and you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Jot stuff down so you can reference it later, okay? Um, what else is going on right now? Venus, having already stationed direct. Oh, I, got a, I, got my big, I like looking at my big, big calendar. Okay, Venus Station direct on April the 15th, just about a few, well, a couple weeks ago, okay? And it, when it stationed direct, it was in, it had already backed all the way up into Pisces. And so uh, it re-entered Aries just a couple of days ago on the 28th as well. So I thought I'd mention that before we jump into the week ahead, just because it's, it's happening now. Venus, it, it went direct, it's back in Aries, and, you know, it's in Aries right now. It, I, it'll be in Aries all month long in May, okay? So <laughs> it was already here before it went retrograde, and, you know, I I, I remember talking to y'all about it, with y'all about it, and... um it's it's just it's kind of out of pocket for Venus for Venus to be in Aries, but since it is here, especially all month of May long, we might as well take advantage of it. We might as well, with Venus representing uh, affection. I, a lot of people say love. It's typically you hear astrologers associate Venus with love and money, love and money, love and money, values, love and money, values, love and money, values. Um, but Venus, as I've been observing her over the years, uh, tends to, you know, show up more as affection and ease and beauty. And so um, with all of that in the sign of Aries, the sign of the self, the sign of me, the sign of I, <laughs> ain't no we in Aries at all, <laughs> Aries. Aries is this energy of leadership, okay, and courage and boldness. And so our 
affection nature, our social with Venus, social nature, our relating. Venus talks about relationships of all kinds. Our relating nature is going to, during this month of May, it's going to um, serve us best, serve our highest and best good when we are allowing it to allowing ourselves to enjoy, I love that, allowing ourselves to enjoy ourselves first and to um, bring ease and comfort to ourselves first. We got a taste of it when Venus was born direct through Aries before these, which is where we had the solar new moon eclipse before the whole new astrological year of um, the Aries new moon and now the Taurus new moon. Shout out, oh, that's who I meant to shout out earlier, and I forgot, y'all. Shout out to my 21-day challenge overcomers, <laughs> yes. I love y'all. I love y'all like I love my Mama's Babies Nation and Army because y'all took a chance on me. This was just spirit leading me and me extending and opening up the opportunity to you all to join in. I told y'all. I'm super savvy, so I'll be seeing stuff. And you, when you're someone who has access to seeing stuff, it's not that I don't believe what I see because I've been a super savvy all my life. So, but it's I, once I allowed myself to be released from the shackles and the bondage and the chains and the confinement of a man-made religion, I was, and which hasn't been just that long ago. But it allowed me the freedom to uh, to really enjoy and explore nature, <laughs> just nature, and just you know natural gifts um, like coming here as a super Sagittarius seer. And so, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable, way more comfortable in it than I than I ever have been, and I, I do feel free the freedom to. Um, to 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 trust it, you know, and so that's why I had to shout out my twenty one day challenge overcomers because we did that shit. <laughs> Starting with the, the the we took that solar new moon eclipse in Pisces, and we took the first twenty one days of the cycle, and we challenged ourselves. You know, I didn't tell people what their challenges were. I you know, you you know what your challenges are. We're going to overcome them, and we're going to utilize the energy of the and the power behind this solar and the moon eclipse in Pisces. We came back, my the, the my group two, the second group. Come on, y'all. <laughs> the second group we took the Aries new moon cycle, the first twenty one days of that. Yeah, the twenty one days is because you know that. Hey, it's something to that. Because even here with this last one we did with the Aries um, new moon season that had the Venus retrograde on it, uh, the the influence of even challenging ourselves to increase our intake and our appreciation and our accommodation in our lifestyle of water. And that I'm telling you, that hasn't left me. I just broke, busted wide open a gallon of, of alkaline water before we started this show today. So um, 
I wanted to shout out my 21 Day Challenge Overcomers. I do see that we have someone with their hand raised. Um, caller from the 561212 piece. You're live on the air with Mama Dada. Hi, this is Lena. How are you? Wonderful, Lena. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, Lena, you sound the past, you, past you two months Lina? have been draining. I said the past two months have been draining to me. Um, I lost my job in March, um, so I'm and uh, relationship problems, and I just oh boy, it's just been it's because I have an Aries moon and I'm a Cancer rising, this Pisces sun, so this is really affecting me terribly. I under I definitely can relate. <laughs> um, March sounds like uh, around eclipse time, and I had some very yep. jarring things happen to me as well that are definitely on the life-changing level of losing a job and relationship um, changes. And I can definitely see with the... Uh, <laughs> With a with a Pisces sun and Cancer rising um, and an Aries moon, how that could feel very draining on your energy. Lena, you sound pretty familiar. Have you called into the show before? Yes, I have. I thought so. I thought so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I was getting I was getting ready to rent an apartment. Um, you know, when I lost my job, so. Um, I've been homeless for three years. Been living out of my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working. Mm-hmm. I, I've been working for the past few years. I just haven't been able to find stable employment. That was the first full-time job I was working, where I was making good money and I was able to save some money. But unfortunately, you know, after three months, um, after they finished their audit, um, they, they let me go. So, um, and I got and I. Actually, I accepted that job during the the Mercury retrograde in December, which I knew every time I take a job during a Mercury retrograde, it never lasts. Okay, okay. Well, um, you're in luck because if if you are noticing that these things are happening on the cycles of these Mercury retrogrades, Mercury is about to station. It's here in a few days. Yeah, I, know. I just mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. And, I have two interviews. Um, I have two interviews on Wednesday. I, know I scheduled that's right. them specifically. I, I, I scheduled know that's the two right. interviews <laughs> just on Wednesday. Just okay. you know. Um, so I'm hoping that one of these comes through so that I can uh well, let me finally you, get let me have a place. Let me help you with that. Um Wednesday I I never would suggest um, something like that, you know, especially with the very energy of interviews and communication um, being Mercury on a day of a station. Now, it is stationing direct, but it's still stationing. So the energy is going to be really, really strong. And um, whatever, those are going to be some very interesting interviews. Now, let me help you with additional interviews that will be going on that day. Uh, The moon is going to be in Leo. And, yeah, it will be strong in Leo all day because it doesn't go void until 11 uh, 
uh, 11 p.m. Central, so whatever time zone you're in, it can't be that too much far off of that. So actively in Leo, definitely put on a good show. I'll put it like that. Put on a good, put on your best performance, and it'll be appreciated. Okay, if you put on your best performance, it'll be appreciated. But I need to also mention that the sun is sextiling Neptune that day. So where you have Uh-oh. the energy of, you know, that's not a uh-oh. That's a oh, yeah, <laughs> because the sun rules Leo. I just told you that the moon will be in Leo that day. And the sun, the very energy that governs Leo, is in a set tile to Neptune that day. And so mm-hmm. there's, a, there's an opportunity here with this Neptunian energy, Okay. <laughs> which should bode well for you putting on a show. I just know the whole concept and, like, idea around interviews and how the game that's really being played. And so I think that this sextile to Neptune while the moon is in Leo is actually going to end up benefiting you because if you need to fudge yeah. a little bit, if you need to play yourself up a little bit, it'll – it should work even more so in your favor. But once oh, again, Mercury is yeah, Mercury is stationing that day, so I do want you to keep in mind not to sound uh, too robotic with it, but the the suggestion that you you tend to be given in the interview process of when you're asked a question, go ahead, Mercury stationing that day, and that's always the Mercury retrograde kind of suggestion anyway. Is think twice before you speak. Think twice, you know, give yourself that pause. Give yourself that, you know, two, three-second pause to just allow yeah. your mind to align with the highest energies that you have access to um, there on Wednesday. Good luck, Lena. Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate you. And I'm so glad that things literally are turning around for you. <laughs> Congratulations. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. You're so welcome. Bye, peace. Oh, that's awesome. Great. Um, And now we can get back into our uh, lineup. I was just mentioning some things and what Lena had. So thank you so much, Lena. What Lena had to offer to the show lines exactly up with our week ahead here. So uh, just to mention it, since we're on the topic with Mercury, I've already mentioned it before she called in, uh, but just to reiterate, with Mercury stationing in our week ahead with that quarter moon, uh, just uh, at the same time in our week ahead, changing, things are looking up, things are turning, or corners are being turned, adjustments are being made, not just with you, but with others. So where situations in your life involve other people, you know, keep that in mind as well. Um, that may end up working out even better for Lena that the minds of other people and other people's lives and situations in their lives are causing their minds to change. This may be the perfect time, you know. So don't let people scare you with, um, if, well, Mercury's retrograding. It's the day of the station. So you know what? So what? So what? We are here to master. We're utilizing astrology. If astrology is not the tool that I have experienced to be, it to be that can that you we can utilize to master our destinies, then you know I'm not I'm here for no reason. That's the power. That's the beauty in uh you know the experience I've had where I've allowed myself to let go of the restraint 
that were keeping me from living a masterful life. I'm so happy and thankful. That's why I start the show the same way every time, because except for, (laughs) wow, Uh, what a gift. And so let's just go ahead and jump into the week ahead. I'm I'm not feeling led to really go back over any other information. Um, uh, If you are interested, like I said, I'm updating the links in the show uh, after the show. There will be a link. There's always a link. And it may be live now. I need need to double check. But um, to link back to the previous show. In every show episode information, there's a link at the bottom. Uh, to go back to the previous show, and if you do, it pretends that if if usually I'm not broadcasting on a Sunday, so on a Wednesday you can go back to the previous show, and it'll tell you what's going on literally that day on Wednesday. So, cancer. I've already told y'all extensively about what that is and what's going on. The moon goes void tomorrow in Cancer at 3.23 in the afternoon central, okay? The moon squares Uranus and goes void for seven hours, almost eight, seven hours and 49 minutes. So um, thank God Lena's interview is not tomorrow afternoon. And then um, at 11.12 p.m., almost Tuesday, uh, 11.12 p.m. central, the moon finally is going to shift into Leo, okay? So if you do have an interview, you know what? I'm not even going to go there, (laughs) y'all. We're going to let Lena have her interview, and we're going to keep it moving through the week. The moon being in Leo is the same moon. As soon as I say I want to keep it moving, I got to bring up Lena again because this is the Leo moon that... We got the quarter moon in. Come on, Lena. You got a chance here, Lena. Come on, you better use it. Turn this corner. <laughs> you better use this Leo energy to turn this corner. You need to turn. I'm I'm sending powerful, positive energy your way that it does turn for you. I hope you call back in and let us know the beautiful news so we can congratulate you. Um, but... Leo Moon is like I told her, you know, it's being it's where the action is. It's it's being on stage. It's you know, ha- enjoying yourself and having fun. It really should be a a cool energy that should work for her favor, especially with the Sun Sex Five Neptune. Um, and this is the energy where you will be, you know, encouraging. And Leo is the energy of the open heart. It's an open heart. That's why you can let your inner child come out and play. That's why Leo governs children. That's why when you see a child running full steam ahead, like with reckless abandon, they ain't looking for no cars. They ain't worried about nothing coming. They're not worried about what, you know, they could trip over. They just go your heart up and, and enjoying your life, having fun, uh, being spontaneous. Um, playing games or sports. Gambling is here. So as of um, when you wake up on Tuesday, I mean, come on, it's happening pretty late at night on Monday. 
but that's the energy we start the month of May in. So that's that, and and then right after it goes into um, Leo, we get the first quarter moon in Leo. So there's this shift of energy energetically when we're um, talking about what emotionally satisfies us, what we'll crave, we'll be craving, you know, enjoyment. And with the quarter moon in this fixed energy, making us, giving us access to even more determined energy, Leo is already a force. Come on, the lion, the king, the queen, fire, bold, it's already a force. And so um, with the shifting energies of um, the quarter moon in this, fixed energy. Uh, it should bode well for us being determined to, for Lena, I'm sure it'll help her in her determined, I'm, I'm determined to get back up on my feet. I'm determined to get up out of my car and get back in a stable home environment. I'm determined to turn this corner in my life. And I'm determined to utilize the Leo moon and the, and the quarter moon uh, and Mercury stationing and Sun sextile Neptune for my highest good. I am not a victor of my chart. I'm not a victim. I hope I said that right. I'm not a victim of my chart. I'm not a victim of these astrological alignments. I utilize the energy I came here with naturally and natally, and I utilize the energy of these alignments that are only a, a, a macrocosm of the microcosm that I am. I appreciate who I am. And and then we get into all this <laughs> energy we into now with this Taurus new moon season. So um, speaking of this first quarter moon, is talking about the sun being in Taurus, squaring, forming a 90-degree angle to uh, the moon in Leo, okay? And so that's going to talk about a shift, a turning point, okay? And the decisions, decisions, decisions. If you're going to be determined, you got to make a decision. You're not going to accidentally be determined. It's not going to happen. If you act, If you try to accidentally be determined, you're gonna manifest the lower <laughs> you're gonna manifest the lower vibration of uh Taurus, which just so happens to be stubbornness, laziness, okay, overindulgence. So no, it won't be an accident here in the beginning of our week, um, that you turn a corner. It's not gonna happen on its own. Either so, what's gonna happen is either somebody else. When 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 we that's what usually happens when we fail to make a decision, somebody else makes it for us. Somebody else picks up that slack and says, "Oh, you're not gonna stand up in your personal power." Well, then I'm gonna <laughs> do it for you. And so, um, it, it when. You, just go for it. Just, I mean, I'm, I'm wanting to say all these things, but the only thing that just wants to so simply come out is just do it. Just go for it. What, I just say it reckless abandon. You got that mood in Leo. It's the quarter moon in Leo. 
open up your heart, okay? Ask yourself what you enjoy, what you love. Come on, Leo, push through. Ask yourself what you love. That's all Leo rules, loved ones. You loving your own self fiercely like a lion, passionately in this fiery Leo energy. All right. That's the quarter moon. Uh, Much peace, much love, and success to your corner turning, your passionate, determined corner turning. Um, Wednesday. After that, we've got Wednesday on the 3rd. Um, 11.33 a.m. Central. I hope I got that right. Because I didn't put Central on my thing, which makes me wonder, did I uh, um, update it? So forgive me if it is an hour ahead. It's either 11.33 a.m. or 12.33 p.m. Central, Okay. Or, uh, I'm sorry, or 10.33 a.m. Central. But it, Mercury finally stations direct. That's what I was mentioning also to Lena, um, that it could go, you know, it, it it's going to go whatever way Lena sees it going. Okay? That's, that's really what's going to end up happening. And like I said, I'm sending her a lot of good, powerful, positive energy for that. I, you know, she she sounds like she got it under control. So we we are hoping that she does. Mercury stations directed twenty four degrees of Aries, y'all. This this uh, a lot of y'all fool with me and rock with me, <laughs> no matter what. So I y'all, uh, a lot of you that have been listening know that Mercury is a prominent. Uh, energy in my chart, in my life, <laughs> so Mercury being retrograde has really just been something, especially to come into conscious awareness of. It makes me wonder all these years that I didn't know <laughs> about a Mercury retrograde, and um, what, but that didn't stop me being influenced by it. It just makes me wonder, you know, like, what if? What if I'd have never come across this information? What if I'd have never known this about myself? What if I'd have, I had never endeavored to know myself astrologically and taken that divine responsibility and, and benefited from everything that has come from that so far? It's just been an amazing journey. Um, but, yes, once Mercury stations direct as of... Wednesday the 3rd, the morning of Wednesday um, the 3rd of May, things should start to kind of return back to normal with good old mama daughter astrology. Uh, When you order your reports, instead of it taking up to a week, which is definitely what I've let you guys know um, about during this Mercury retrograde season. Mercury retrogrades about three to four times a year. <laughs> so this will be an on, but this is a, um, this will, you know, there will be times where you get your reports in 24 to 48 hours. There will be, t- you know, times like these when, um, you know, a, a energy that governs the mind, that governs reports, <laughs> that governs communication, 
um, that governs broadcasting on radio shows <laughs> that the um that I'll just need your patience, that I'll just need your understanding in just a few more days instead of 48 hours, about a good week, um, no more than a week to make sure that I can uh, serve you in my highest and fullest capacity. When a planet like this, an energy like this is retrograde, that's why I give you all the suggestions that I do. When Mercury's retrograde, you got to practice patience. When Mercury's retrograde, you have to be a good listener because you have to be patient enough to people, especially if they're governed, if you're talking to somebody and you're not going to know if their chart is ruled by Mercury. I just told y'all I'm a super sad. So what they got to do with Mercury? Well, Mercury can be prominent in your chart without it being uh, the ruler of your sun sign. And so... um, and if and if Mercury is prominent in your chart, whenever it goes retrograde, you're gonna sense it. Other people are gonna sense it about you. I'm sure these, these couple of T shows that I've done during Mercury retrograde, y'all are like, y'all. I see y'all still listening, so I appreciate y'all for rocking with me and being patient with me. And you know, like I said in shows past, I could. There are. There are, and I might. I'm, I'm now that I've gone through a few of them. I'm thinking about it, you know. Um, just maybe at least one week out of a Mercury retrograde season, because it tends to be about three weeks strong that Mercury's retrograde. But if you're if, if Mercury's prominent in your chart, you need to factor in FYI. You need to factor in um, the shadow period. It's, especially dealing with Mercury retrograde. I've seen it too many times. Once Mercury even gets in the zone that people with prominent Mercury's in their charts can sense it, <laughs> can perceive it in their um in anything in their life that has to do with Mercury. Travel, communications, their car, their communication devices. So this is not a joke. This is not a game and I've been observing it personally for long enough now that you can't tell me shit about it, and it's prominent in my chart, you got to go tell somebody else. (laughs) So um, thank you all for bearing with me. Uh, We're going to push through. I have made a choice, at least this Mercury retrograde season, not to come up missing on y'all. I've seen other astrologers, other tarot readers, other spiritual uh, spiritualists. Um, I've seen that they will take off. Especially, you know, they will take off. They will say, um, I'm one of my favorite tarot readers, he, oh, he broke my heart. <laughs> he said, I'm taking some time off, y'all, this, this, and third. He didn't give any astrological reason as to why, but it's kind of that same thing. Like I say, even other spiritualists, people who are empaths and spiritualists, they, you know, they have to, they're sensitive. They probably have prominent Neptune in their chart. I've seen enough charts. I know. <laughs> um, uh, Neptune is prominent in my chart So These people they tend to And Lord if they're having A A, a Neptunian kind of 12th house transit also Even if you don't have prominent Neptune in your chart uh, If you're having a 12th house transit You're going to need a time out Trust me <laughs> So once again I just it, It's not my intention to 
um, to take a time out, but I may, I may, I may do it. I'm going to follow the prompting of spirit, and I'm going to follow my intuition, and I'm going to follow what. There's no point in knowing this stuff, you guys, if you don't utilize it to your highest good and the highest good of y'all. As long as y'all are still, I had. That's how I knew I had to do a special broadcast this week because. I I didn't do it on Wednesday and it was it was not intention, intentional. Y'all know I I don't want to skip the show. I love talking to y'all, <laughs> so I love hooking y'all up a week ahead, keeping y'all ahead, so y'all don't have to try to get ahead. Uh, and one and one of y'all hit me up and y'all were like, I didn't I didn't hear the show. I didn't see the show. And I was like, golly, y'all not going to let me fly. Y'all not going to let me forget uh, Mercury being retrograde and that effect. I feel like it has affected the quality of the show. <laughs> Just me, like, taking longer pauses. It's radio. You can't have dead air on the radio. You can't be thinking while you're on the air. You can't have, you know, your mind slowed down while you're on the air. That's Mercury mind broadcasting you know, um, gathering and sharing information, listening. And so um, y'all still rocking with me, so guess what? We're going to rock on with our bad selves. Shoot. Mercury Station in direct here on Wednesday. Um, the shadow will be in the shadow phase, especially for all you are who are Mercury ruled or have prominent Mercury in your chart. I mean, get happy now. I'm getting happy about the third on Wednesday. Trust me. But up until May 20th, Mercury is still in the shadow period, or um, you may hear it referred to as the zone, the retrograde zone, or um, the shadow phase. And so, you know, yes, things should be shifting. Things should be, especially things mercurial, of a mercurial nature, negotiations, um, contracts, um, interviews and applications, any kind of paperwork, travel, um, all of that definitely should be shifting in a more, um, in in its, you know, back in its regular mode. Mercury's getting back to it. It's not going to take that long either. It ain't that long between the third. That's just a couple weeks um, of Mercury being in the shadow. So, this is the time. Now, I talked about this time ahead of time, of course, but now we're living in it where Mercury is going back direct through this area of space. It already went direct through once. It retrograded back into, that's twice, and now it's stationing direct through for the final pass, okay? So that's three times. The third pass we're having over this area of space, our mind. Our conversations. You feel like you didn't had a conversation a few times with somebody like this is it. This week is that final conversation about it. It's like, and it's an Aries. Come on, it's stationing direct. It didn't go. It, it now that it's direct, it won't go back into um, Taurus. Come on, I know I wrote it on my calendar. I'm just trying to hook myself up, y'all, but Mercury retrograde. And just when I thought I was going to hook myself up, I know. I was, yes. Hey, ding, 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 ding. 
I know I be hooking myself up, y'all, but I, when, Mer- when, when Mercury is retrograde, I be second-guessing myself. <laughs> that thinking twice thing is real. That's why I continue to suggest it, y'all. Uh, Mercury goes doesn't go back into Taurus until the 15th of May. So it's stationing direct, and it's going to be direct in Aries for almost two weeks. And so people, we, we and others are changing our minds, likely. We are um, having these final conclusion. It's, it's, you know, it has a conclusion feel to it because it's this final pass over this area of space that, that, that we done passed over already a couple times. And so I mentioned before, earlier in the show, that as Mercury is stationing, as of two days ago on the 28th when it aligned Mercury retrograde, aligned directly with Uranus, going to happen again on the 10th as Mercury will, since the 3rd, will have already been in direct motion. It's going to hit again. And so we're in the midst of that period now where once again, Uranus is gonna. It's adding that excitement. It's adding the stimulation. It's adding the originality and the creativity and the willingness to um, open and expand beyond your comfort zone and 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 allow yourself to be to rebel. You know, I love it. I love that Uranus is the rebel because that is what allows um, a lot of us to step outside of their com- our comfort zone, to think outside of the boxes, to say, you know, what what would I, what decision would I make, especially with Mercury stationing in Aries, Aries being all about the self, Uranus being in Aries, aligning with this Mercury. It's like, what would, what decision would I make if I allowed myself to be Free, Venus governing freedom. Free enough to make it. Rebellious enough to be me. Rebellious enough to be my unique, original, beautiful. I love that Uranus that governs Aquarius. Aquarius is like the rainbow, the whole color spectrum. I love that. I see my little uh, beautiful niece who who um, embodies Aquarius energy, and that's, that's her all day, every color of the rainbow. So, I mean, that's the excitement, y'all. That's the stimulation that our minds have access, flashes of awareness. They hit, Uranus governs lightning. It could come from out of nowhere in you, and it can come from out of nowhere in others. Uranus is uh, trining Saturn right now, okay, and the moon trining Saturn. So whatever changes come about from within you or from others, there is inherently going to be an, a lasting quality to it likely, when you read the trines of Saturn into it, Saturn governs stability 
and longevity, things that last a long time, long-term things. If, you, if, if we're talking about Lena, if, that's why I say go for it. <laughs> don't, don't let Mercury face it and deter you. Go for it. Because when you throw that trying to Saturn on it, you, you're talking about Mercury actually being, what time does Mercury go direct there in the, in the rising? Come on, Lena. Let your, let your, uh, let your interview be after 11.33 a.m. or 10.33 a.m. Central. Uh, you know, and you got a Mercury, you have, you, it technically, Mercury will be direct. And it's trining Saturn. And so this could be something that, you know, she gets to enjoy for a long time. Uh, it's uh, the more traditional the job for her would be the better because Saturn, with that trine to Saturn, that gift is flowing to this energy of a more um, tried and true kind of, you know, nothing too outside the box if it was something. But the hint is, I was about to say nothing like astrology related because that's definitely outside of the box, but Mercury's in alignment with Uranus. So, hell, if it was something like that, good for her too. (laughs) So, um, that's that, y'all. As far as Mercury stationing in Aries, if you are in Aries, you know I always start with the sign of uh, whatever the energy is uh, moving through. So, for Aries, definitely, even though you're not Mercury-ruled, Mercury stationing in your sign. And so to the degree that you've been feeling off in, in any of it, really off in any way, but especially any mercurial way, stuff with your money, cancers out there, um, you definitely, this is the turning in energy because you're experiencing this in the 10th house, which is governed by Saturn, um, even more so cancer. When you're talking about long-term plans, when you're talking about the being over, you know, the big picture, um, the long-range view, um, thing, taking a mature um, and serious uh, more mature, but definitely there's a sense of seriousness. Um, that should be easier for you. When you're talking about goals and life direction, cancer, the, the goals that you have set for yourself, um, even the success that you've already achieved, um, things should just begin to clear up in your ability to see it, okay, clearly. Libra, for you, um, it's all about others. It's all about relationships in your life. Um, though that that area for you and all, and I know that encompasses a lot of people because it's just any other person other than you. But the the communication, but <laughs> Libra between you and them should begin to rectify itself and on the lines of communication open up. Okay, it should be easier, Libra. Really start to make some headway with these relationships if you felt frustrated like you haven't been able to up until then. Capricorn. Gotta love Capricorn. Yes. More Saturnian energy. You are Saturnian energy, Capricorn. And um, this 
beautiful trine to Saturn that Mercury is making at this at the time of station should bode well for you as it relates to your family, as it relates to home, as it relates to people that support you. That's key, Capricorn. Um, it's everybody, even that you're blood related to, may not necessarily support you. Let that help you be the let that help you make the distinction. Um, especially when the the area of space that Mercury is stationing direct in for you governs your internal emotional core and self, and 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 to whatever degree that that place, that most private place in you that nobody can see, touch, or feel, but you, um, to the degree that that place is strengthened and that you feel safe there and you feel nurtured there and you feel strong there emotionally and uh, you uh, post Wednesday at the Mercury Station, you should begin to feel like you're in a better position to express from that place. Yes, it's your most private place, but when you're talking about people who support you, when you're talking about people who have proven to be your family, when you're talking about anything related to your home and fixing any of these potential issues that you've been dealing with while Mercury is in retrograde, that should begin to be something. Mercury is communication, Capricorn, so that should be you as it relates to these things. Leo, for you, Mercury stationing in the week ahead um, is, hey, get it. (laughs) You're experiencing it through the ninth house of Sagittarius, so you definitely should begin to feel like your plans, uh, paperwork, you know, that it, it's free. It's free to move about the country now, your mind, you, um, definitely any travel, this will be, you know, you're probably going to feel the urge to travel. Um, definitely push through and push forward with those plans. You'll be glad you did. Also, Leo, you should feel a bit more freed up to be optimistic, okay? Maybe you've been feeling a little negative or whatever, but you should have access to more positivity going forward, you know, with much more ease now that Mercury will be direct. Sagittarius, for you, fifth house, can't beat it. Mercury stationing, um, directing your fifth house means you're going to feel like you can enjoy yourself again, like you can let your inner child come out and play again, and everything don't have to be such a mental struggle again. (laughs) So enjoy by all means um, um, your creative energy, just your passion, um, your, your open heart, just like you're free to love from an open heart again, and that that open heart can connect to your mind again with more ease and less struggle. Gemini, your ruling planet here. Woo, woo, I know y'all are going to be, <laughs> like, ready to throw a party. Um, and and the party actually can be thrown in your mind if you're, um, wait, no, no, wait, what's this? Oh, Lord, I think I messed up my notes. I'm going to tell you right now because I know how many houses away from every Gemini is. Hold on. I just don't want to mess y'all up. Okay, yeah, it's 11th. It's 11th house. I'm tripping. 11th house of um, networks and groups and, and 
and yes, unusual ideas. Um, y'all definitely Mercury stationing for y'all should open you up more so in the area of communication with people that you're in, you know, association with, groups with, um, your friends. Okay, um, if there, maybe there's friends that you've had twisted communication with, non-communication with, you should start to see stuff like that loosen up and open up with you. And and the the lines of communication as far as better understanding, it being easier, you know, to have positive and constructive communicate and effective communication, okay, with these groups of people, uh, people you're in groups with or friendships with, okay. Um, even Gemini Eleven House also is former lovers, so um, if the, if there's an ex Gemini, it is possible that. Um, they may want to reopen up communication with you. I told you this is Mercury's final pass, so they may be sensing that finality and like, you know what, I bet Mercury is stationing in Aries. Aries is bold and courageous. They just might make that power move, okay, Gemini? Aquarius, Mercury is stationing in your third, okay? And so that is the Gemini, uh, that is the Mercury house. It's a Gemini house. It's ruled by Mercury, so you also may be sensing around Wednesday a very significant, very strong shift energetically um, in the way of being relief, in the way of being less scattered and more focused, in the way of um, opening up lines of communication and, and communication improving, okay, in the way of ideas flourishing, you know, or, or beginning to, you know, it's just stationing, so it ain't picked up all the speed yet. But, you know, you may sense a powerful shift here in the week ahead, okay, Aquarius, especially as it relates to um, communication and travel for you specifically with this happening in your third house. Pisces, for you, um, Mercury stationing direct in our week ahead um, is definitely going to hit your pockets. <laughs> it could hit your pockets. It's happening here in your second house of personal finances, okay? And and personal what you personally attract um through your inner and outer resource, uh, in the way of inner and outer resources. Um it's an area where you're like uh, area of space is governed by Taurus, this very energy that the new moon season is in that does have a, have a sense of stability in it, and even the, the determination, Pisces, maybe you are um, going to enjoy the shift of being able to um, have a more stable mind, you know, stabilizing communications in your life. Um, and it may seem slow. Taurus is like a slower-moving energy. It's fixed. It's earth. That's the main thing. It's earth. And so it can seem like slow, but look at the stability. And I, I know some Pisces, so I know that doesn't necessarily appeal to them, slowness. And <laughs> But if you look at it from the vantage point of it being stability and how it's related to your finances and security and stability there, um, then maybe you can see the benefit of how the shift um should benefit you, okay, Pisces. Uh, it just for you more than anybody, Pisces. It this may this shift of energy may not feel as. I don't know, Mercury, Mercury's like a faster energy, 
for a lot of us, especially those that are Mercury in our charts. Um, oh, we're going to feel the shift for you just because it's Taurus. We're in Taurus season. Taurus um, New Moon has Mercury retrograde on it. Um, I don't know. We'll see. This is a, tr- a tricky one, Pisces. Uh, but let I will say this. I don't want to leave you hanging, Pisces. Let stability be your guide. I know you're Pisces. I know you're mutable. You're not really familiar with stability and fixed energy. But if you allow that to be your guide and not allow it to scare you or, or bore you, that's the thing. Pisces, y'all will get bored there in that second house energy. But don't take slow movement as no movement. Okay? Give Mercury some time. Uh, when you're talking, especially for this second house, Pisces, when you're talking about finances, when you're talking about, you know, you coming into your own, because second house talks about that self-esteem and self-confidence and how you value yourself and how you, uh, you know, yeah, how you value yourself, your worth. So let that more be your guide than, you know, oh, Mercury stationing direct. Now things are going to be picking up as of Wednesday and all this stuff. Give it time. Scorpio, for you, um, Mercury is stationing direct in an area uh, that can easily ha- have you stressed. It's a Mercury-ruled house, the sixth house, and um, and it already has an element it, built into the sixth house that can easily be stress stressful. Um, know this can up do what you can do, and. Pick up on the rest the next day. You're gonna be very motivated now that it should free you up more to more easily to get things checked. It should be easier as of the week ahead, Wednesday, to get things checked off your list. But don't let yourself. You too. You you and Pisces, my my mama's water signs. <laughs> y'all, I, I, both of y'all. I need Scorpio and Pisces to take it easy on yourself. Take it easy on others. Do what you can do. Focus up Pisces. Focus on that Monty. Focus on stability. Scorpio, you focus on getting done what you need to get done, checking stuff off your list, and 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 reacclimating yourself to what it's like, especially Scorpio with this Mercury World Six House, reacclimating yourself to what it's like to be able to more easily stick to your schedule while, since Mercury is going to be direct now and more easy to stick to any timelines that, you know, stuff that has to get done. Easier to get back on track, okay? Scorpio, just you and Pisces and, and uh, Cancer, take it easy on yourself. Give yourself and others some time to get back in full steam ahead. Taurus, for you, of course, uh, this Mercury station in your 12th house, um, you too. Because it's happening in a water house. I just got there talking to the water signs, Pisces, Scorpio, Cancer. And Mercury station in the 12th Pisces house, a water house for you. You also, especially, and you being Taurus, you know, a slower energy by nature. So once again, we're in Taurus New Moon season now. Well, all those who aren't Tauruses about this Taurus energy since the new moon is here. We're in new moon in Taurus season right now today. Um, 
Taurus is that energy where you take, I say it all the time because that's the image that just continues to pop in my head about this Taurus energy where you take your shoes off, you walk barefoot through the grass, the sun is shining, you've got your good food, you've got your good music, you're smelling nature, it smells amazing, you're smelling a beautiful aroma of scents and I mean, it's Taurus is all about those five senses just being indulged in just and, and taking your time. Yeah, it's the forward-moving energy. It's fixed. It's earth. But what you can look forward to, Taurus, is definitely feeling a little less drained, okay, a little less uncertain and foggy and, you know, can't pin anything down for real, for real, and is Mercury retrograde. <laughs> and so... Um, and and just fogginess, like this, where you normally can just stay. Dream Mercury direct in the twelfth house. It'll be direct as, as of Wednesday, but yeah, you may have been ha- having difficulty during this Mercury retrograde towards focusing, and 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 uh, you tried to keep to yourself. And I would still, with Mercury even being direct in your twelfth house, still you know keeping thoughts and certain things to yourself, but even more so because it's picking up. Speed from having been retrograde in this hazy Piscean 12th house. So just definitely Taurus look for things to shift mentally, um, paperwork-wise, um, things moving commerce-wise and moving forward with, you know, um, travel and everything like that. But continue Taurus to tend to yourself. Um, we're coming up. We're, we're, we're in Taurus season now. Um, and I know it's your time to shine. Happy, happy, happy solar return season for you. Um, the, contact me, one-click email access to Mama Dada. Um, if you want any any service, uh, I got a, I got a tourist solar return season special for you. Um, thank you for all of those who have already let me um, serve you. But, Still manage, especially here with the mind. We're talking about the mind here. We're talking about your plans here. We're talking about, um, you know, uh, business, negotiations, contracts, uh, conversations, you know, very uh, important conversations. Um, get Continue to give yourself and require of others, Taurus, that they give you time. Number one, it's your season. It's your time to shine. <laughs> and if and uh, y- y'all know how you get when it's your birthday. You ain't worried about nobody understanding that they all got about you. The sun is shining on you right now. <laughs> but you got Mercury stationing still in this 12th house energy. So with all the newness towards, with everything you're enjoying, being doing, being in the spotlight while it's your season, continue to prioritize your extreme self-care, this 12th house energy, where you give yourself time out when and where you need it with no apologies. And it's your birthday? (laughs) Virgo, last but not least, Mercury stationing direct for you. Uh, Ooh, going through that eighth house, okay? So um, here as of when, after Wednesday, you should definitely feel like you can move forward with plans for or um, ideas that you've been having, grappling with conversations that you've been having uh, as far as transformations and definitely um, communications with these eighth house people, people that you share resources with. It could be a, it could be a partner, it could be a parent, it could be your child. 
um, and so many other people. It could be business partnerships um, that are that are intimate and deep, and that you that where there's money involved. Um, so things can move forward. Maybe there's been tied uh, things tied up with paperwork as it relates to insurance or taxes, and still tax you know things going on with tax season even now. Um, maybe that begins to free up for you, Virgo. Okay, uh, Virgo Mercury rules your energy to Virgo. So with your ruler stationing, uh, the ruler of your energy, you can probably start to feel like more like yourself, like you're getting out of some funk you've been in. And um, eighth house is a really deep, dark, serious, mysterious energy, and so you may even feel like you're. <laughs> Like your mind, uh, your movements, your everything is kind of coming up out of the dark, the depths, you yeah. know. So, um, yay, yay for you, Virgo. I know you're going to have a, throw a party, too, right along with Gemini. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, Wednesday, um, show day next week on the 3rd also, uh, along with Mercury stationing. That's so interesting. I, I told y'all Mercury governs broadcast and hosting shows and communicating and sharing and gathering information. So um, that's very interesting that Mercury is stationing on Mercury Day, um, show day, next week. Also that day, the sun sextiles Neptune, like I was mentioning to Lena. Um, And so everything is just, the sun is sextiling Neptune right now. This is just the day in the week ahead that it goes exact. So these are all things that likely you're already experiencing, um, heightened sensitivity, uh, heightened intuition, where you can heighten psychic abilities, you know, you know you have access to. You, with the sextile, you at least have an opportunity to access what other, if you're in tune, intuitive, um, then yes, you likely have been experiencing an enhancement of these energies recently, and it's going to um, climax here in the week ahead on Wednesday. Did I give you all the time? 6.51 p.m. Central. And so uh, empathy, empathic ability, receptivity um, are all things that can benefit your relationships. For Lena, it could, that's why I was trying to show her how it can benefit her going on an interview, you know, um, Anything that's nonverbal, like you don't pin anything down when you're talking about Neptune. It's not about the words. It's not going to be about the words, Lena. Um, it's going to be about the energy that you're emitting. You know, um, they're going to be able to pick up on your subtle energies um, quite well, and um, you're going to be able to pick up on theirs, make it work for you. Um, this is an ideal time with Sun, Sextile, Neptune here in our week ahead to express our more sensitive sides, our more caring, compassionate, understanding, listening sides. That's why I was suggesting to her to keep in mind this idea of when you're being asked something to, to actually take it in. Take it in. Take in not just what they're saying. Take it. Take in everything. Uh, merge it. Neptune talks about merging. Merge it with what you want. That's the other thing you got to remember about interviews. You're not. They're not just interviewing them. You're inter- They're not just interviewing you. You're interviewing them. So um, your self-esteem and your personal satisfaction 
during this time of sunset, Tom Neptune is going to get a boost. It's going to feel boosted as you um, express these more Neptunian sides of yourself. The sun is self-expression, and it's forming a sextile, giving an opportunity to Neptune that governs compassion, understanding, acceptance, surrender, you know. But willing, another thing that may help Lena is her willing whatever, you know, these people who are interviewing her, uh, whatever they're looking for, being that. <laughs> That's why I say this will be an ideal time to, you know, play up whatever she wants to or needs to. It's going to work in her favor. The energies are already there in her favor to work on her behalf, on her side. Um Definitely anything spiritual is Neptune-related. So um, if she happens to be going for anything in the spiritual field, it's going to likely bode well for her. Um, anything relating to dreaming, uh, it should, dreams at this time are likely to be really vivid. So what if you are having any dreams around the third in the week ahead, pay attention. There's a message. Um, meditation. Um, any spiritual work is going to be opportune for you to participate in during this time uh, because of the act. You know, Neptune is inner peace, and it's understanding, but it's also self-understanding, and it's contentment along with that inner peace, you know. So we, we have easier, an opportunity for some really harmonious, uh, interaction with this energy and I'll with the head, use it wisely. If you were born with Sun on Neptune in your natal chart like Michael Jackson, rest in love, light, peace, power, um, like Drake, like Jimi Hendrix, like Bill Cosby, Kelly Rowland, and LL Cool J, then naturally you have access to more uh, a more a vivid imagination, you know, once again, the sun is your self-expression. That, that's the very sign you say when people ask what's your sign. You say your sun sign. You don't say your Neptune sign. You don't say your Mercury sign. You don't say your Mars sign. You say that sun sign. The sun sign is the, our expression of ourselves and our personality and what we want. And so um, these people tend to express their, themselves since they have Neptune sextiling their sun, sextiling their self-expression. They tend to be more colorful, creative people. Michael Jackson, come on. Jimi Hendrix, hello. And so these people would tend to um, more creative talents um, in music, in dance, in art, uh, an art-related career. And even film, especially film. Neptune governs film and the movies, okay, and the, the silver screen. Um, these people also tend to be spiritual. I mentioned that as it relates to Neptune. And so they tend to be well-liked, um, and they tend to be charitable people. And they tend to have a compassionate nature. Um, that, that also on Wednesday, 11.35 p.m. Central, very, very tail end of the day on Wednesday in the Central Time Zone. The moon does trine Saturn, and it goes void for five hours and 11 minutes. Likely you'll get some really satisfying sleep at night if you happen to be up and restless with the Leo moon. You're all having fun. It'll be odd because 
void moons tend to be just a really good space, uh, but everybody's different. So uh, if you happen to be up, you know, it's a good time to just take stock of things, make your to-do list, things you're going to do when the moon finally enters Virgo there on Thursday, May the 4th at 4.46 a.m. You can do that. May 4th, uh, moon enters Virgo, a mutable sign, y'all. So it's definitely going to be as of Thursday when you rise up, it's going to be about being, being productive. Another Earth sign Virgo is okay. So this moon, the the moon being in Virgo is in a trine or a harmonious angle since it's another Earth sign like Taurus to the Taurus Sun. Taurus Sun and Taurus Moon and Virgo they're trining each other. So Thursday definitely Friday the moon will still be in Virgo. Uh, the moon's going to be in Virgo all the way through Saturday afternoon. Um, although it goes void in Virgo Saturday rising at 7.43 a.m. Uh, but from from Thursday when you rise up through then, definitely, I mean, the sun's going to be trining the moon that whole time. And um, you will likely enjoy and be emotionally satisfied to be productive, to have something to show for, you know, the moon being in Virgo, um, it's a mutable sign, so it should be easier to make adjustments. It's also trying in the sun, easier gift of energy to improve yourself, to improve um, your routine, to improve your life, to improve your health. Um, whatever groove you got to get into, getting your zone and get stuff done, the end of our week ahead is going to be the best time to do it. Decluttering, um, 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 purging, you know. Um, I'm thinking of this word and it's just escaping me. Y'all, I'm, y'all know I'm ready for Mercury station next Wednesday, but it should be easier, especially since Mercury will be direct by the time that the moon enters Virgo, which is a Mercury rule of energy. Uh, it should be definitely easier. Like by the end of the week, it ain't going to take Mercury long. Mercury and Mars, when they station direct, it don't take them long to pick up speed at all. So it may be by the end, end of the week that you're, and then the moon goes into Libra right after that. It's not governed by Mercury, but it is an air sign, which talks about thoughts and ideas and communication automatically by being an air sign. So, it may not, it starts from Thursday on, you know, start with yourself, though, especially with the moon being in Virgo, self-improvement, you know, endeavors. Um, launch those first, okay? Let let it, I know we, we're going to be real happy, but <laughs> let it still, even though the, the energy is going to even be more conducive to it, um, start with self, and that way you don't, you don't move too fast when you're involving other people when you're not really ready and prepared with your mercurial rule things, with your plans, with your ideas, with your movements and your errands, and with the moon being in Virgo, with your routines, you know, with your daily lifestyle. Start with you and pay attention to the details. Mercurial be directed should be easier to do so, uh, especially as it relates to your health, Okay. Um, it's going to be an earth energy. I told you, moon in Virgo, trining the sun in Taurus. And so anything earth, earth, earthy, 
um, pertaining to you, um, gardening, if you have a home garden, all that stuff, um, even food, you know, just I'm I'm just a real big proponent of, you know, raw food, natural food, nature. When you're talking about the sun being in Taurus this new moon season, you're talking about the time of the week and our week ahead where the moon will be in the earth sign. Things that are more natural, getting down to, especially when you're talking about Virgo and purging and decluttering and cleaning and organizing and putting things in order. Um, just thought I'd throw that out there too and you can take that and do what you shall with it. Um, especially anything health-related health endeavors, starting a new health routine or regime, um, walking, stretching, jogging, um, anything like that, that's really on the menu for the end of the week, okay, Thursday on. Saturday, 7.42 a.m. Central, the moon squares Saturn and goes void for five hours and 38 minutes. And so that's a good chunk of Saturday that's going to be void. The moon doesn't enter Libra until Saturday afternoon, 1.20 p.m. Central. And so, yeah. Um, that whole Virgo, it's going void in Virgo. And so, yeah, anything that you started while the moon was in Virgo, um, especially as it relates to detoxifying, decluttering, um, um, editing, writing, Virgo is a mercurial sign. So any, any paperwork, Saturday will be a good day to, like, finish that up. Then as of the afternoon, um, you can meet up with new people. This will be a good energy to meet up with new people under for that five hour earlier in the day on Saturday while the moon is void. You don't want to meet up with people you've never met up with before. Um, but, yeah, as of uh, the afternoon, Libra is the sign of being social. So by all means, get to meeting up. <laughs> Saturday, May the 6th, um, one-to-one situations are highly favored. Um, it, you know, if there's some things that – the Virgo, the Virgo moon is also about fixing things. And so, uh, you know, whatever you may have been fixing on within the context of relationships or not, the moon entering Libra of Venus-ruled energy should bring even more ease, okay, should bring even more opportunity for uh, compromise and diplomacy and tact and harmony and balance, okay. So that's powerful, Um Whatever's been going on, Moon and Libra should lift, 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 lift from whatever that it. You know, it's like it's. I told you it's an air sign, so it should be like a breath of fresh air, okay, on its highest vibration. Um, it's going to be a really good time to uh, just restore balance within yourself and with others. Um, beautifying Venus, come on, adding the beautiful touch, adding the light touch, adding the feminine touch to the home space. To wherever you, whatever social um, event you attend, you know, it should it should be a good time uh, there as a, on Saturday, okay? And then I, uh, some people, some celebrities that were born with Moon and Libra, like Jay Z and Alicia Keys and Iman, Maya Angelou, Ray Charles, Nick. Cannon, Shamar Moore, Missy Elliott, Akon, Josephine Baker, Grace Jones. Um, they naturally have access and know about this feminine, beautiful, um, mental, brilliant. If you know a Libra, they are brilliant people. 
Um, so that's what I have for you guys this week. I know it's been all Mercury retrograde this show and the last show and the show before that. Um, but we made it through, y'all. We made it through Mercury retrograde season. When I come to y'all next week on Wednesday, Mercury will be stationing. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I, it's it's my divine pleasure to come to y'all week in and week out. I love you so much. Thank you for staying connected. Please visit the episode information. I do see uh, that the links aren't active, but here within just an hour of me doing uh, wrapping up the show, I'll have them activated for you, okay? And within that, you'll be able to uh, one-click email access to me if you want to subscribe to the monthly service, join the Mama's Babies Nation and Army. Um, if you just want to drop an astro love gift off and just to say that you appreciate me pushing through <laughs> Mercury Retrograde to make sure that I keep y'all ahead, um, that is always much appreciated. Um, and beyond that, definitely stay connected to myastrologycoach.com. Shout out to Brother Ampu, Minister Ju, Nikki. Tanika, love you guys so much. Um, stay connected to Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio and stay connected to Mama Daughter Astrology. Love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace.